How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. So with all the background, all of that in the background, we welcome on, as we do every single Monday at 6 p.m., Dare Ryder, Browns Beat Reporter. What's up, buddy? How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing all right. Uh, hear anything interesting out in Berea? few things and by the way uh, daryl's reports are powered by scheiben jewelers cleveland's premier jewelry store so you were at the press conference we heard you ask a couple really great questions i'll ask you what stood out most about what andrew barry and kevin stefanski had to say today well first and foremost the fact that uh, it sounds like it's going to be another collaborative decision is uh, to who will be replacing joe wood's as defensive coordinator, I think that's a little bit of a headline. The fact that uh, none of the current defensive assistants will be considered for that job also was a little uh, nugget uh, within that press conference. Um, I would say like those are the, the two most important newsy things. Um, very confident that they're going to have the uh, requisite flexibility that's going to be required from an asset management uh, perspective this offseason, uh, whether it's draft picks or cap space, to be able to uh, fill in the gaps and repair uh, this roster so that uh, next season they will actually be able to meet expectations because Lord knows they missed them by a mile this past season. When you heard heard the uh, the comments uh, about the other members of their coaching staff, do you, do you get the sense that Prefer will be back? Well, I, this morning I thought he was 100% back, Dustin. Okay. Now I'm not so sure. It, it you know, um, based on what Stefanski said, it's, it seems like they wanted to get the, the Woods move out of the way so that they could begin that process of requesting and receiving permission to talk to people and get that ball rolling, right? Um, because there's going to be a lot of competition around the league for defensive coordinator. Special teams coordinators, yeah, but if they need to replace him, that's, I don't think, going to be nearly as difficult as the defensive coordinator, at least to get the guy you want. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, I, no disrespect to the special teams co coordinator position, but defensive coordinator in this instance really does take precedence. Stefanski also revealing the decision was made last night to fire Joe Woods, and then, of course, the news came out uh, or before the sun came up this morning that, in fact, the Browns had parted ways with Woods. Daryl, um, we heard from Deshaun Watson yesterday talking about some expected changes and, 
you know, about how 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 the last six games have been kind of a getting to know you period. Do you think any of the comments we've heard from Berea, whether it's Stefanski or or Deshaun Watson, or do you think any of this proves that the Browns prioritized uh, figuring out what they had in Deshaun Watson over winning over the last six games of the year? Well, I'd hope they knew what they had in Deshaun Watson before they gave up six draft picks and $230 million. I mean, I would as well, but the problem <laughs> is we've had we, we've had a few people on this station suggest that uh, maybe they need to change their usage of Deshaun Watson, which is uh, not great after six games. Well, here's the thing. I, I do think, Nick – in fairness to the conversation, right? I, I do think that there's going to be a transition. This was be, I, partially out of necessity, partially because of the talent that they had. Uh, this was a basically a run-centric offense that they had begun to begun the process of transitioning to a pass-centric offense. And I think that that transition is going to continue. I thought Nick Chubb made an interesting comment today. And it is relevant. He, believe, he, you know, he was asked about that. He said, why can't we do both? You know, if, if I do my job, run game does the job, mm -hmm. makes the passing game. So, and I agree with Chubb. You, you can do both. But I also feel like, too, the, you know, from the offensive line and the blocking schemes that Bill Callahan has taught, I think that there needs to be some tweakage there because – the way you block for Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett, I think, needs to be different than the way you're going to block for Deshaun Watson. Um, and I, I think that there's some built-in understanding that the holding penalties, the illegal men downfield, those are going to be the cost to do. Some of those will be cost to doing business and having Deshaun, and he's just going to be good enough to overcome those penalties. But you still want to minimize that stuff, right? You still want to put guys in the best positions to where they're not committing those type of fouls. Um, and so I, I do feel like that there is going to have to be this offseason a transition with this offense to where the run game isn't the central focal point. Um, it, it's it's going to become a real, you know, pass-happy offense. And to, and to do that, quite frankly, they're going to need more than Donovan Peoples-Jones and Amari Cooper and David Njoku to pull that off. Daryl, do you think that they were just experimenting the final six games of the season? I don't know that they were totally experimenting, Dustin. I think that there's there's a little validity to what you – I don't know if you're suggesting it. You're obviously asking the question. I think there might be a little validity to that. If they are really experimenting, we would have seen more Jerome Ford and less Kareem Hunt. Right? I guess I meant more with Deshaun Watson. I'm sorry. Oh, oh yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I sure. I mean – Look, he, he got to get the rust knocked off of him. He's he's got to get back into some sort of game shape and flow and tempo and real, all that you know all those type of things. So, I, I let's just put it this way: I don't think that the season was scuttled for Deshaun Watson. I refuse to subscribe to that theory, if that makes sense, Dustin. Okay. All right, so let's get to the defensive coordinator situation here. How quickly should we expect this situation to uh, to, to carry itself out? Well, I, look, I mean, I, I realize everyone, you know, would like that position filled tomorrow. That's just not uh, reality. And you know, right now they're they're they've put in for four guys: uh, Brian Flores uh, with the, uh, the the Steelers, uh, Jared Mayo, 
Uh, he's the Patriots linebackers coach. Um, Desai with the the Seahawks. Uh, also, Jim Schwartz, former coach of the Lions and, and Titans, senior defensive assistant. I'm expecting this pool to expand in the next 24, 48 hours as well, Nick. So um, I, I don't think that there is going to be um, a quick a quick resolution to this because I think some of these guys too, you know, they're gonna. I think they'll they'll have options beyond the Browns, and so. Um, and Cleveland's going to be competing with some of these other teams. Daryl, do you know why Paul D. Podesta wasn't on the podium today? Um, he, quite frankly, should have been, at least from my viewpoint, um, because if he's that important to the operation, I think he should have to answer questions more than just once or twice a year. Um, that's not to say that like Andrew Barry answers questions a whole lot of times in, in a season, you know, he'll, he'll speak at the combine. He'll speak pre-draft. He'll speak during the draft. Uh, sometimes we get him during the off season program. Most times not. Usually it's training camp and then end of season. So I forget, was that five, six, six times a year? I, I wasn't counting there. Um, whereas Dee Podesta, he kind of, well, it's usually maybe once or twice a year that we hear from him, but he's pretty integral into the operation. And um, if you're going to be that integral to the operation, you should be a, uh, available a hell of a lot more times than once or twice a year. That's for sure. Do we even know what he does? Yeah, I mean, I I joke about that, Dustin. To be you know, to be I'm sure you, you know, know more than we do, but I'm, yeah, I'm no, just no, I know, I'm but asking. I, yeah, I I joke. No, I joke about it. I I I've said it on my podcast. I think I've said it with you guys. You know what the hell does Paul DePodesta do? I say right. that tongue in cheek, uh, you know, to have some fun with it because it does feel like he's the puppet master hiding behind the curtain a little bit. You know, right. um, you know, he's in he's basically in charge of data collection and. Uh, 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 you know, uh, you know, sifting through all that information and, you know, making recommendations, uh, during the week to, to Kevin Stefanski about what works and what situation and what the probabilities are for certain situations. The thing I, so I want to be clear, like I, cause I, I, I just, nothing good for me looking, nothing good ever happens for me looking at stuff on Twitter, but I, you know, People think that I'm flummoxed by analytics, and I'm not. Trust me, I'm not. I am in favor of anything and everything that gives you a competitive advantage, okay? My my questions when it comes to the analytics comes with the application of it. Is it being used properly? Because it's it's not helping them win games. They're not winning games, right? They're back in last place in their division. They're not outsmarting anybody. In fact, well, other than themselves at times. So my questions have nothing really to do with the actual analytics. My questions are, are you, are you using it effectively? Are you applying it correctly? You know, are you going to evaluate those things to make yourselves better as an organization? So I just, I can't stress that enough. I am not anti-analytics. The Ravens, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the, hell, Bill Belichick has been using analytics since he, since he was here in Cleveland with the Browns as head coach, all right? So I'm not anti that. It's it just it would be nice if this guy has a title where he's the chief strategy officer, which means that you're, you know, play an important part in strategy. And when strategies aren't working, I just feel like you should be out in front answering some of those questions about strategy implementation and why stuff is and as it is not working. 
Yeah, it's funny. Anytime you question the application of analytics, all of a sudden the analytics people get really super um, unhappy, unhappy and defensive. And I think that's just uh, I think that's interesting. I, I don't I, you know what? Let's get to the bottom line. Right. Should we expect different results next year? Yeah, we expect them. Yeah. Do I think? No. Um, I, I look, I, I wrote about it. Uh, in my kind of locker room recap that I posted on the website, um, I had been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks about the need for better people skills within that building. And they need better people skills within that building, including with the head coach. Um, you know, when, when, when I hear things like it's an employee-employer-like relationship, and I'll put... I know you guys are asking me the question. I'll pose this question to you, Dustin, because you've been in NFL locker sure. rooms. You've won a college national championship. Everyone knows your resume. Um, when you have that type of relationship, it's if it's empl- you know, with coaches and players where it's employee and employer, you tell me how much success that breeds behind the scenes. There's, there needs to be a balance, I think. You know, you never want to be like buddy buddy with your coaching staff, right? Um, but there there has to be some sort of a balance between that professionalism whereas yeah you 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 are coworkers right you get mm-hmm. that but you're also not like best friends so it's not right. like like we hear players coach thrown around all the time and i think that sometimes we don't really know exactly what that not not we but like some people don't know what that means like i right. I, I always reference the fact that when i was in minnesota in 05 like mike tice was the ultimate players coach which meant it wasn't great because he wanted to be one of the guys. Like you right. still have to have a little bit of a reverence for for who you're playing for. I'll say this. So the reason I asked you that question, Dustin, I was I was teeing this up. When I hear guys talking about that they didn't that they wish they had a better relationship with Joe Woods, or they wish they had a better relationship with Kevin Stefanski, th- those raise red flags and have the red lights blinking from my perspective, right? I mean, we heard Kevin Stefanski say in the press conference today, and I thought it was a great comment. Hey, even when my door's closed, my door's open to my players. Right. I, I And and I respect it. I, I take Kevin at his word, but I, I just, I, I question that, right? Because when I hear stuff like that, where it's just, there's, there's this, it's a very sterile employee-employer relationship and don't feel like there's much of a personal connection with the coaches and stuff like that. I just think that that's, that's where you build those intangibles and like, and, and you look at a team like Kansas, they're running ring around the Rosie in the middle of games. Right. And Fantastic. I know it got touched, but you, you see what I'm like, and, and winning breeds fun and confidence and things like that. And they always say winning is, you know, breeds the best cultures in that. But I just, I've been searching all season for something missing, and I think I finally found what that was. And I hope that that is – that's why I asked Kevin Stefanski the question I did today about being a leader and connecting with the players and things like that because I think that's something where he needs to do some self-introspection and really try and grow that next year. He he did some things last year with the you know team bonding and, and whatnot, but I think that's something he needs to maybe – look into as far as how he can form better bonds within the locker room and with his coaching staff within the locker room. Because once you do that, I also think it helps with the things that 
were problematic, right? Attention to detail, discipline, yeah, okay? It, it really soothed some of those things that really popped up, and as it turns out, those little things that became really, really big things now that we look at things uh, in the rearview mirror. Daryl, that was a quality end of the season wrap up on a Monday here on Black Monday. I'm uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm sensing sarcasm in your no, voice. No, it was a great <laughs> no. interview. Yeah, it was a it was a great interview. It was. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sound a little patronizing to me there, Nick. I don't no, know. No, <laughs> you're so Nick, great. Nick would never patronize. No, I, I certainly wouldn't build a, my own career and like broadcasting style off. Off like patronizing no, people. You never would do that. <laughs> Daryl, great stuff, buddy. Appreciate you. You bet, guys. Talk to you soon. See you, bud. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys. And visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.